Welcome back, sporting fans, to another spectacular episode of the Paint the Wall podcast. I, of course, am your host, Steve, and I am joined this week by a man who thinks Captain Crunch was a real pirate, but I will continue to call him Logan. Listen, I've done the research. I know, like, I can prove that he's real. Just give me an episode where that's what we talk about. I promise you we'll get there. Hey, everybody, tune in to Talk Record Upload, our other podcast, and we will talk about Captain Crunch and his infamous piracy. Yep, it's going to be great. Well, we're here talking about a really unfortunate game and then a really fun game. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a bipolar week a little bit. It really kind of was. Um, our predictions did not go as we <laughs> planned. No. Um, I believe we did get the Minnesota win right. Um, um, I think you did. I think I. I know I did. I thought maybe yeah. you did too. I really should research this before we record, but I keep. We forgetting. really need to. I mean, um, we have no clue how many points either one of us. No, has this is. Point. We literally right before we hit record, we're just talking about things that we forget to do before we <laughs> before we record, and this is yeah. one of the main ones every week. Yeah. Um, I will do the research next week. I will have point totals for you. Great. I, I promise. Y'all can hold me to that. I will have it for yeah. you. Um, I, I did pick Minnesota, or I did pick us to beat Minnesota. I could yeah. not remember what you did. I th- I think I did a draw. I think I said one one or two two. That sounds that sounds um, right. That sounds like yeah. I know I happened. picked us beating Houston. Oh uh, yeah, me too. Wrong. Yeah, we sure did. Uh, yeah. I guess we can get that over with real quick. So yeah, let's let's talk about uh, that game for about half a second. Yeah, uh, Open Cup uh, result. I guess, thankfully, we're out of that now, so we don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we played a subpar Houston Dynamo team, or a sub, not a starting 11, what I mean by subpar. Yeah. Um, granted, we didn't play our starting 11 either. We only had mm-hmm. one holdover from our win against Seattle, and that was Gotti Kinda, yeah. um, which I got that right, too. We don't get points for that, but yeah, uh, Gotti did. did start. You did. Um, you were right. Otherwise, our lineup was strange. Uh, what I would expect for U.S. Open Cup, I think, yeah. Um, with a f- with at least one obvious uh, discrepancy, and that was Espinosa playing left back. He hasn't done <laughs> that in ten years. Um, yeah, didn't look terrible though. To be fair, I mean, no. Uh, although I, I do think he's old enough and he's veteran enough that I don't personally think he's going to look bad anywhere. No, realistic. I mean, obviously, if we put him in goal, it might be a problem. But I mean, like <laughs> a realistic yeah. position he would play, he's going to look exactly the same everywhere. So yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, um, yeah, he's got a good IQ, a soccer IQ. I mean, he just knows the game, and that's going to translate pretty well no matter where you are on the field. Yeah. Um, the only other one we had was a free got a start. Um, yeah. Our new forward that had just uh, just got signed uh, the week before, he got a start. He looked yep. pretty good. He did have a blatant miss uh, that ab- yeah. absolutely should have been a goal, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe some nerves, maybe some not being not being fit, or maybe he just missed. I mean, you know, yeah. they're humans, so yeah, exactly. Who knows? It did end up being kind of a bummer that he missed that, and we you know missed a bunch of chances, and yeah, um, yeah. I thought uh, Janice playing on uh, the wing there on right wing actually looked really good. In the first half, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you and I were texting about how he looked really good, and we're like, why don't mm-hmm. we ever see this Shawnee's in MLS play? And, well, yeah. I think we answered our own question. But. Yeah, for sure. I'd agree. He, uh, he definitely showed flashes, and I think that he does that. I think we've learned that the um, the big difference here is just the quality of competition he's going up against when he plays for the Cyprus national team and when he plays MLS. Um, the things that look really good, 
can end up working out pretty well for you when you're playing at that level, um, which it's funny. We're talking about international play being less competitive than MLS, but when you play for Cyprus, that's <laughs> um, but it just doesn't translate to MLS. And as good as, 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 athletically skilled as he is and as much as potential as he have, I just don't think it's going to end up translating. I think, unfortunately, this is as good as we're going to get. Yeah, um, you definitely could be right. I, I will say the only saving grace that I would that I would think is that he's pretty young. Um, that is true. He's not super old. Uh, he's only 21. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, always, it's, not, it's not like he's, you know, coming from Cyprus and the league that he came from, and he's 28, so it's like, okay, yeah. we're not going to get anything. He is young, so exactly. that, he could he could develop into a really good player for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who knows? But he's got a lot of technical skill, and he had it all on display against Houston. He just couldn't get it in the net. Yeah. Um, but story of our life, uh, nobody <laughs> on that team could get it in the net. Uh, we lost yeah. one nothing. Um, that's enough of the good stuff. We can get to the bad <laughs> stuff now about this game, I guess. Sixty-seven um, percent possession, seventeen shots, four on target. I mean, we had ten corner kicks. We had two yellow yeah. cards. So, yeah. I mean, it's story of our lives. I mean, this is what being a sporting Kansas City fan is. We win every single metric except for goals. Yeah, except for goals, the one that matters. Yeah, the one that matters. Um. Yeah, they got a Houston got a red card in the 35th minute after their first goal. Uh, the goal was kind of, I mean, it was ki- kind of a. I'm not going to call it a bad clearance um, by. I think it was Volader. Honestly, I don't remember who it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to call it a bad clearance. It was kind of a weak clearance, but it was also a. He was trying to clear it with his head while in the air and like spinning his mm-hmm. body to knock it away. So like, he's yeah. only going to get so much power on that, and it just yeah. fell to the guy, and the guy took a shot and. It was it was a pretty good shot. Um, I I do think Paul's camp could have been a little, a little bit better positioning and maybe could have mm-hmm. saved it. But at that point, I feel like I'm just kind of nitpicking on that one anyway. So yeah. the goal is what it is. Yeah, no, I'd agree. It's it's one of those that's it's an unfortunate goal to let up, um, especially for that to be the goal that knocks you out of the tournament. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot you can ask differently. It was just the Houston players at the right place at the right time yeah, and just got a good break and good shot. Honestly, like you said, it was, it was good. Yeah, that was, uh, that game should have been uh three to one or four to one when yeah. I wouldn't have even taken that goal away from him. It just happens. That kind of stuff happens. But yeah. the fact that we didn't score up a man mm-hmm. is frustrating. Uh, I yeah. don't really have any positive from that game, but Hey, we're done. No more us open cup. We don't have to worry about that anymore. Honestly, fine with me. Um, yeah. If we're if we have any chance of making a playoff run, which, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but we're not far off the line. Um, nope. If you're going to make a playoff run, then yeah, I mean, you, you really can't be competing in the U.S. Open Cup. It just never works out. That's true. Um, and I did feel a lot different about that game before we played Minnesota, and then Saturday happened, and then I was just like, nah, whatever. Like, let's just... Yeah. It's over. I don't care anymore, because we've exactly. won. we won, which is... We'll just grant this as a perfect <laughs> transition into our fun part of this episode. Hey! Um, we did beat Minnesota 3-0 on 3-0. Saturday. 3-0. Um, yeah. That was a butt-kicking. It, it really which was. I am happy for. I think we were long overdue for... And it wasn't just the score either, just the way we played. We played 56% percent possession, Oof, uh, nine shots, four on target, um, and a nice PK save by Mr. Tim oh. Elia um, oh. on a PK that he forced, which I'm biased. Yep. I'm a goalkeeper. That's not a penalty, but I understand where people come from. 
fun point that I saw that I don't know if you're going to say this. Um, do you know the last goalkeeper to commit a penalty uh, and f- cause a PK and then block his own PK? I do. Um, for those of you who don't know, that was Mr. Tim Melia. Mr. Tim Melia, yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, keep going. He also is the... Uh, he has 14 PK saves since 2015, which is the most in MLS. So, by a good margin, I think. Yeah, if I, I don't. Remember last I checked, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Um. But yeah, three nothing win for Minnesota. Back on track. That's two MLS wins in a row. Well, three uh, nothing win against Minnesota. Sorry, I don't. Not know. for Minnesota. Not for right, Minnesota. right, 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 right. Um, we all know it. We just, well, <laughs> it just, we we strive for accuracy here exactly. at Paint the Wall Podcast. Um, besides uh, Mr. Tim Melia stuff, what were your thoughts on the game? Opening thoughts. What did you think? I mean, it's hard not to get excited after a butt whipping like that. I mean, whenever you you beat a historically good team in the league, um, like we said last week, Minnesota always finds themselves right in the middle of the playoff race. Um, they're usually competing for a home first round home game. Um, so anytime you beat a team like that and you do it in good, convincing fashion, it's hard not to get excited. Now, I am trying to call myself because this is on a Minnesota team that's been on a long winless streak. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to get too excited yet, but it was a really encouraging performance to see players finally finding the back of the net um, and some crucial players opening their accounts. Um, you know, Gotti Kina getting his first of the season, Danny Rosero getting his first of his MLS career mm-hmm. um, from a Daniel corner. Sh- from a corner, like, and he looked. I mean, that's the kind of man you want taking corner goals. Rosero clearly listened to our episode last. Yeah, time. exactly. Um, and then, I mean, Daniel Shallowy, Um, I know he didn't open his account, but uh, with the goal and the assist, that was a big week for Daniel Shallowy. I think he needed that desperately. Team of the match day um, appearance for him on their team. Too. Team of the match. Same day, with Rosero, was... as you mentioned him. He was a bench player, but still, yeah, still got the honors. So that's exactly. Cool. Um, so, again, just a lot of encouraging things to see. I'm trying to keep keep calm, keep keep reserved emotions, um, but it was encouraging. It was a very good game. I agree. And I think there's something to be said about you have to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And Minnesota feels like a team you're, we're supposed to beat right now. Yep, absolutely. Um, especially with their current form. But so does Montreal. You know, so did San Jose, so did all these other yeah. teams that we ended up losing. You know, a lot of these games feel mm-hmm. like games that we should be able to win. So it's nice yeah. to feel like we're a little bit back on track with getting those. Yeah. Um, another one for that game, Rodoja got a start. Um, he started yeah. in the six, which pushed Voltaire up to the eight, which uh, I was a little confused by at first, but then I remembered, you know, like I mentioned last week and some other people mentioning on uh, Twitter and stuff prior to, a lot of people think Rodoja's better than Voltaire. Um, mm-hmm. at that CDM spot. So yep. maybe there's some merit to it if Peter's yep. also starting him there. Um, mm-hmm. But then he does. He did get subbed out uh, for Gotti Kinda, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 62nd minute, and then Remy pushed back to the to the six, which was great. I think it's awesome having that, being able to do that, because Voltaire is mm-hmm. so good everywhere he plays. Yeah. Um, I know he said before that he prefers to play uh, the six. He likes playing that CDM mm-hmm. role. Yep. But he's still just so good on... Mm-hmm. On an attack that I, you know, I, I like this revolving circle of midfield that we have finally got back with health yeah. and everything. Like yeah. we just have so many options that it's, it could potentially prove to be pretty lethal with Felipe yeah. Fernandez being factored into that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully Cam Duke. I don't. He's the nameless wonder at this point. I have no idea yeah. if we're going to see him anymore. But 
Yeah. You know, our midfield's looking solid again, and I think three Absolutely. goals really, really speaks to that. Yep. And, I mean, like you said, options is the key word here. Having options in the midfield, it's almost like it's a helpful thing to have. Yeah, right. Um, it's, it's incredible what having a few more players to be able to move around um, and be able to situationally adapt to what's going on, um, which, you know, our head coach is great at situational adapting. So exactly. It, it, yeah, no, I completely agree. The only uh, other thing from the starting lineup that I want to point out, Jake M. F. and Davis back Ooh. at right back again. Jake Davis. And what a game. Like looking over my notes, I don't know about you, but I take notes during the game now, especially since I <laughs> can't be there. Like I take notes and stuff. His name sure. is written like 15 times in my notes. Yeah. Yeah, it just I just keep and it got to the point where I was literally just writing Jake Davis in all caps every time he would do something. Yeah, like I love this kid. Mm-hmm. I hope he stays healthy. He he just keeps like he hustles everywhere he goes. You know, there was a couple times where he kind of got beat, and then immediately turned around and caught back up. So it was like, well, he got beat, but then he recovered. So exactly, I just I'm so impressed with this kid. Absolutely, I. I uh, can't wait to see him going forward. And the the balls that he places in the crosses, they're not quite pinpoint like Zeus's mm-hmm. are, but they look like they're gonna be. Yeah, <laughs> like here when he gets more experience and stuff. Exactly, he's still young. That's the crazy thing is that he is still uh, what many years old? Uh, Probably twenty one. I would guess twenty one around. Yeah, there. he's, he's yeah. twenty one, um, and so he is young. He is still growing, um, and boy, he's gonna be scary. Yeah, um, that's. Honestly, the most impressive thing I've seen from him at this point is his ability to be in the right places at the right time. Um, his ability to know when to push, to know when to sit back. Um, that is not an easy thing for a right back to do. Um, now, granted, I think it helps because he's a midfielder. And so I think that helps translate that knowledge a little bit. But his ability to be in the right place at the right time, I think, is huge from a player of his age. Yeah, I think he's been probably learning behind Zussi enough that he looks very mm-hmm. similar. And I remember a couple of years ago now, I guess it was, when we didn't re-sign Jalen Lindsay. Um, <laughs> I in yeah. particular was very upset because I was mm-hmm. he just he looked good. He looked like mm-hmm. a young Zussi, and I was like, I don't know what we're doing. Apparently, gonna just play Zussi for a few more years, and yeah. now we got this kid coming in. So I hope we don't do the exact same thing that we did with uh, right. Jalen Lindsay. Of course, there was some. He wanted to go play for Charlotte, which was his hometown, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So there was more to yeah. it there, but. And I, I think as the years have gone on, I think we've learned that that's, that had a lot more to do with the Jalen Lindsay deal than anything else. Yeah. So. Um, I did notice uh, Tommy took a couple free kicks in this game. Yeah. Um, one in particular that sticks out in my mind that was absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, it was not a goal, but I wrote down, Tommy's free kicks are insane. The goals are coming. Yeah. Because you can't keep hitting balls like that and have them mm-hmm. not find the back of the net. I think he's yeah. still just, for whatever reason, I'm not, I, I, we'll never know if he's just a little off, if he's maybe mm-hmm. a little injured or he's just not quite in shape yet. It doesn't really matter. He finally scored, so he's, you know, mm-hmm. um, we're getting back on track there. But, like, um, he, his free kick, like, talent is there. Yeah. So he, we, I honestly, I just want him to keep taking free kicks because they are yep. going to, they are going to get on target at some point and they are going to, yep. he's had a few that are just saved and mm-hmm. nothing he can do about that. If it, you know, keeper yeah. makes a good save, but those goals are coming. So I feel like yeah. I really hope he keeps taking free kicks and just keeps just absolutely plastering them in there. And I think that he is going to benefit most 
from the fact that he's got a striker who's also really good at free kicks who is left-footed. Um, the fact that we can have Tommy and Johnny set up, and honestly, I'm fine with either one of them taking it. Defenses, you that knowing where the ball's, what direction the ball's going to be swinging is huge on a free kick. Right. And when you don't know which way the ball's going to be swinging, that makes it hard. And so if you've got two guys who kick with two different feet who can put it in those places, that is a dangerous combination. Yeah. So I completely agree. I think the, I think the, the set piece goals are coming. I agree. And I think, uh, I know we're not quite to the halfway point and that's not my point. We're not, we're not quite there yet, but I think the second half that we're about to see from Tommy mm-hmm. is going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I just, I just feel like he's got to, He's going to iron these little things out, and I, I still think Gotti Keen to coming back is going to help because it pulls a little bit of attention away from him. Yep. Also, they have similar playing styles, so they can play through each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I have a feeling that our second half Eric Tommy is going to be insane. But yeah, again, I'm trying to not get too excited because it's what's what's the phrase? It's the hope that kills you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, on to the second half, I guess. Uh, anything from the second half that you in particular want to talk about besides the obvious? Um, no. No. I'll let you talk about the obvious. Okay. Well, the obvious is Timelia getting hurt. Uh, yeah. Tweaked his hip on a goal kick. I don't. I, I wrote goal kick. I don't think it was actually a goal kick. I think it was a pass back to him, and he was playing it back out. Yeah. Um, but he kind of tweaked it, and he did some stretches and some hobbles, and then at one point he made a save and just kind of flagged over and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, said I can't. I got to come out. Um, yep. Which in I know I did see in a in the post game interview when he was asked about it. He said, you know, when you're trying to make a run and trying to get back into things, you can't have players in important positions out there that are only eighty eighty to sixty percent healthy. Absolutely. So at that point, it became better to get a hundred percent, albeit yep. cold. Uh, Macintosh question mark into the game. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but having a player who can recognize when the situation is right, you need to come out. That's mm-hmm. a it's a good skill to have in a player. Um, there's too many players that I, that try to push through that because they want to be there for the team. Yep. Uh, but that's not always best. For Which he situation. obviously started to do. I mean, he started to be mm-hmm. like, I think I can do it, but then it got to a point where he was like, I can't. Yeah. Can't do yeah. it. Uh, he made that so, little hop save and yeah. immediately was like, Nope, I'm out. Yep. 69th minute, uh, Mr. Kendall McIntosh comes in. I was a little confused mm-hmm. it wasn't Pulse Camp. I just kind of assumed it would be. Yeah. Um, but Pulse Camp wasn't even on the bench, which I didn't even realize until this happened I because I don't look at that. You know, when mm-hmm. I look, I look at the bench, but I don't read, you know, I only read for yeah. specific names because I want to know right. who's going to come in. I don't generally exactly. look at who the backup goalie is, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Until they put the camera on Kendall McIntosh, and my first thought was. Why is Kendall McIntosh in the game? And then they started talking about Pulse Camp not being in, and I'm like, why is Pulse Camp not in the game? Yeah, I thought it was weird. He had just played against Houston, yeah. um, and played okay. I mean, they didn't really have any shots or possession for that matter. Yeah. Houston didn't, so he didn't really mm-hmm. do anything. Um, yeah. And there it's was not a like lot a fitness of... issue because I mean, goalkeepers they don't. It's not like they're running all over the field and you need to game off. Like, right. Yeah. I I wouldn't. I don't know. I was uh so I was watching uh Kevincho, our friend Kevincho's stream. Uh, during the game, and a lot of guys were talking about uh, how Pulse Camp's supposed to be starting for SKC the next day. Okay. Um, so it would have been, what, Sunday mm. was the day SKC2 played? Um, he did not start for SKC2 and was not on the bench for SKC2 either. Hmm. So I was like, okay, now I'm really confused. 
That is confusing. Um, so I don't know. I know the interviews that I saw from Timmy said they're going to be getting a scan later this week on his uh, hip, I believe they said it was. Or yeah. quad. It's a quad injury is what he's on the injury report list as with a quad okay. injury. Um, but it said Pulse Camp and Macintosh both available or both in the mix is what PB said. So I, that's it's confusing so to me. I don't, I don't, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm okay with either one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Pulse Camp. I, I really like Macintosh too. I've, you know, I've, I've seen him. He's, he's played quite a bit in yeah. like open cup stuff in the past and he's SKC two's like primary keeper and mm-hmm. I, I, he played fine the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, he did against yeah, no. Minnesota, made a couple saves, and mm-hmm. you know, I just think it—it's just confusing. It's, I don't. It's concerning, is what it is. Yeah, it's it's just weird. I don't quite understand that. Um, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully Macintosh is fine. Hopefully, um, the exact opposite of what I was talking about at the beginning of the year didn't happen, and we uh, started shopping John Polskamp because he was playing so well. I don't think that but, would happen, but yeah, I'd be shocked. I, yeah, I'd be kind of shocked too. But yeah. Um, all right, you got anything else from this game that you want to touch on right now? I don't think so. Cause we, I think we need to 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 get to our next segment here. Yeah, let's uh let's move on to that. Um, and I'm gonna go first this time. I know I usually yeah. let you go first, but I'm gonna <laughs> go first this time simply because we were just talking about him. Sure. Um, my MVP actually is Kendall McIntosh. Oh, okay. Um, I know he didn't really do a whole lot, but he came uh-huh. in cold. He did make... Now, I just looked it up. They didn't credit him with any saves. Yeah, dumb. Um, but he made at least two plays that were huge and should have yeah. been saves. One of them, I don't know how it's not a save, now that I'm thinking about it. The one where he came out and he... Maybe because it was it just kind of hit off his face, but the Minnesota forward like chipped it up over him and it hit off his mm-hmm. face slash shoulder and went out of bounds. Oh, yeah. I don't know how that's not a goal because it's a hundred percent. It was like four feet from the goal. It's definitely going in if it doesn't hit him. So yeah, I'm not really weird. sure how that's not a save. But either way, uh, mm-hmm. I think just being able to come into a game as a goalkeeper, and I was a goalkeeper myself, so like it's it's weird mm-hmm. being able to come in cold, but being able to <laughs> hold it down and keep a keep a clean sheet. Yeah, that's a, that's tough to do. So for he, sure, he gets my MVP. Okay, for this game. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Well, my MVP, um, honestly, I had quite a few to choose from, and I kind of went back and forth for a little bit. But at the end of the day, a goal and an assist, um, uh, and Daniel Shalloway has yeah. to be it. 100%. Um, just a, a really strong performance from a player who desperately needed a strong performance. Um, he got a goal and an assist, and he looked good doing it. Um, honorary MVP, though, goes to uh, uh, Remy Voltaire. That back heel pass that yeah. set up Shalloway was beautiful that was nice so was the ball was, from Polito to remy yes that like ball over the top oh that whole goal yes. was just i actually wrote it up here touch from Polito, pass touch back shot by shallow <laughs> like just uh that, that yeah. whole goal was gorgeous it's one of those moments where you you're watching it unfold and you you watch remy go into the like towards the back touch line you're like what are you doing you're not going to do anything from oh yeah oh okay <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. was a that was a great goal. I really yeah. enjoyed uh, seeing that. It does a, it does a little sporting fan's heart good? I tell you. <laughs> um, All right, hit, hit me with your NVP. NVP was a little difficult because we did play a Agreed. good game, um, but I am going with the ref because this MLS Next Pro ref that they brought up to give <laughs> to give him a chance. That's also, from what I understand, not a joke. He's actually an MLS Next Pro ref. 
that they that they did bring up to like give a chance mm-hmm. kind of thing. He was awful. Yeah, it wasn't he good. didn't control the game at all. No, you know I'm not even going straight into why I don't believe that the Tim Melia thing should have been a penalty. Because frankly, I think it could go either way. I just I'm a little biased as a goalie that I don't think yeah. it should have been. But yeah. honestly, my main argument is not most goalies' arguments. Yeah, he got the ball. He did. But the player, when he fouled him, was not going towards goal anymore. He was literally going away from the goal. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, like, well, how are you gonna? How's that gonna go into a goal? Well, you know, but, but it's a penalty is not about. You know, was he going? Was is was he going to goal? A penalty is one of two things: did he commit a foul, and was he inside the PK box? I mean, in yeah, my no, opinion, the answer is both to those. Yeah. Now, granted, he drew the foul, and he was. I mean, you're right; he was going out of bounds. Um, but Tim Milia just, I, I think it was not a, a very smart play on his side. That being said, I completely agree about the ref. Yeah, I um, think the the ref is my MVP. He just, he just looked terrible. He made so many bad calls. There was one call where Amaria, the striker for uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. literally barreled through McIntosh. Barreled yeah. through him. Mm-hmm. No card, no nothing. The only thing he made him do is go over and apologize to McIntosh. Yeah. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing I have ever seen an MLS I've ref do before. Never seen that in my life. But he literally made him go over and apologize to him like they mm-hmm. used to do when we were in middle school. <laughs> yeah. So weird. And I was like, that's that's at least a foul, if not, that's probably a card. The way that he barreled through him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. ugh, that's just, I don't know. He was He was terrible. He's my MVP. Fair enough. Yeah, it, it wasn't a good performance from him. Um, and funny enough, mine, um, uh, mine was actually well. Originally, I'm going to do a different one because you stole it. Um, mine was actually the ref from the Houston game. Okay, yeah. Uh, that guy, he made me so angry because I'm a a certified referee. Um, I have all the certif- the this badge certificate certi- certifications and everything. Sorry, words are hard. Um, the way he handled and managed every situation was making me so angry because he was being such a jerk about everything. Um, like the when he got hit with the ball and the Houston player got mad. Yeah, you're you're gonna get upset because you the ref killed a, a good opportunity. But the first thing the ref does is get mad at the player, like he kicks the ball at him on purpose. And every time the player got angry, he just made the situation worse. I'm like, you sir don't know how to manage a game appropriately, so he made me upset. But I'm not going to steal yours because you already said it. So rant over. Um, My (laughs) MVP, um, kind of an MVP, depending on what direction you're looking at it. Um, Adrian Heath trying to run a three back. um, That was a catastrophic mistake, I think, on his part. Yeah. Um, Because if I remember correctly, the the commentators were talking about how he did it in the week before. And it didn't go well, and I uh, tried it again, and it really didn't go well. Yeah. Um, so, Adrian Heath, thank you for experimenting with your lineup, uh, but that was a un- not a wise decision whatsoever. Thanks, thanks for the confidence boost, muchacho. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, well, before we get over to best of the rest, make mm-hmm. sure you guys head us up on Twitter, PTW underscore pod, and on Facebook, Paint the Wall Podcast, uh, as well as wherever you listen to our lovely podcast. I know we apparently had some issues with our upload through Spotify last week. Um, I noticed that it couldn't, I couldn't find it for like half the day. Um, So I edit these usually Tuesday night, set them to upload the next morning so that way I don't Mm -hmm. forget because usually that's what it would be. Um, And it didn't show up on Spotify until, I didn't see it on my Spotify until like one. 
So, and I heard from a couple people that they never got any notifications um, that we had a new episode up, mm. which I think is weird, but it would also explain why we only have eight plays so far. So, Dude. for any of you uh, that haven't listened to last week's yet, go back and listen. It was a good one. <laughs> we talked about the Seattle game. That was great. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, hit us up. Let, and, you know, reach out to us on Twitter, PTW underscore pod, if you have any questions or if you've noticed any issues with stuff. But anyway, Logan. Yeah. Let's hit us up with Logan's best of the rest. Best of the rest. Of the rest. Of the yeah, some uh, some pretty good matchups this week. We had some um, some pretty good games. Um, the the Columbus Orlando game finished two two. Um, uh, an interesting result. I don't. Uh, Orlando is one of those teams I don't know what to make of. Uh, they're kind of like Colorado. They're just confusing because they are, are they good or are they not? They were, but now they're not. I don't know. It's just very confusing. Ninety second um, minute goal for that draw too, by the way. It was. It was Another a very last goal. Yeah, stoppage time goal that we uh we don't know how to do. I want just one. Me too. They're, they're exciting. Um. Anyway, we had that. Um. Where was the other one? Oh, the the New York Derby. Um. Or Derby, depending on what part of the world you're from. Uh. New York Red Bulls beating um, NYCFC one nil. Uh. In Red Bull Arena. Um. Low scoring, but um. Uh, watching kind of browsing through that game, I usually. I don't dedicate 90 minutes to every game in the match, but I usually try to skim through and watch some bits here and there. It was a surprisingly exciting game. Um, and then the uh, last entertaining game was LAFC and Real Salt Lake, entertaining simply because it was another 3-0 game. Um, Real Salt Lake, uh, delightfully so, looking almost as bad as us as of late. So We're going to catch them. <laughs> we're trying. Only we're two getting points close. Off. Woo. Hey, we're only three points off a playoff spot. BT does. Please don't. It, it, I, it makes me happy, but it makes me really angry at the same time. Yeah, that's fair. It's so stupid. I hate our playoff system. It's the worst. But hey, if it was still only eight teams, uh, we would only be five points off a playoff spot right now. Well, it used to be seven t- teams. Oh, yeah, I guess that's Well, same. It's still 14 points yeah. for seven and eight, but fine um yeah i didn't have any other anyway. ones uh chicago fire 1-0 over st louis yeah important to point that out because st louis yeah. is trash now <laughs> um all right let's move on to good bad and ugly logan yeah. hit me with your good my good um it, it actually kind of spans last week into this week um and that is it's rivalry week baby and as not as exciting as it is for us because MLS tries to force us into this the nicest, um, nicest rivalry in the world. Or so I, hate, I hate it. Now, granted, the games have gotten a little bit chippier lately over the years, but still, I hate it. That being said, this is our first rivalry week with a true crosstown rival that I honestly am very excited for. Same. So, rivalry week it spawns some great matchups, some good stories. Um, I mean, you got the New York Derby, you've got the El Trafico, um, the El Clasico we got this week. There's a lot of uh, a lot of good, good, good matchups that come out of this. So, rivalry week, baby. Now, maybe, just maybe, we'll get a real rivalry out of this. I hope Lewis. so. Because you are right. The only the only rivalry brewing with Minnesota is the one in my heart because I went to high school and grew up in <laughs> Minnesota. So I have a small part of me that still likes yeah. Minnesota as a whole. Yeah. I mean, sporting's my team, obviously, but. You know, I still I like to see Minnesota do well. 
Sure. I'd love for it to be a real rivalry, but it's just not. I mean, I have friends yeah. in Minnesota that follow Minnesota United, and they don't mm-hmm. care. They don't care no. when we play, no. when they play sporting. So I'm hoping I, this St. Louis thing becomes an actual real rivalry. Yeah, me too. I wish they would have, like, when they sat in the boardroom and decided who our rivals were going to be, like, they would have looked at historical information and been like, oh, hey, they've got a lot of really big matchups against Portland or RSL. Like, yeah. there's some teams I'm like, Quit for manufacturing rivalries and just give us good like. Right. Look at our games. Look at who we hate. Like, it's it's dumb. I hated that they did that. So hopefully we get a real rivalry out of it. I agree. Well, my good for this week. I mean, I have to give it to Sporting. Back to back MLS wins, <laughs> and we don't have to worry about the Open Cup anymore. I mean, yeah. That's gotta be. That's gotta be. I gotta that give is. the love. We're finally finally winning games and scoring goals. Hopefully it keeps. That up. is fair. That that's is my fair. good. All right, fair enough. What's your bad? What do you hate? My bad. Um, so this bad is not anything that this person, this player did. Um, it is simply how they make me feel. Um, and that is the St. Louis City. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> that Shout is the St. Louis City SC forward, Caden Glover. Um, now, for those of you who have not heard of this man, um, he is the uh, the current youngest active player in the league. Um, 16 years old, made his debut um, this week against Chicago Fire. Uh, 16 years old. This kid was born in 2007. Mm. And that makes me angry because I'm not old enough for kids that were born in 2007 to be playing in the MLS. No. If you were born in 2007, you're still in high school. Right. He was... Um, he was born which, in March of 2007, which would have been yeah. the end of my sophomore year of high school. So, Yeah, that thanks. makes me angry. So, Caden Glover, you're a punk. I don't like you. <laughs> um, but congratulations on your MLS debut. <laughs> I will not echo the sentiment of him being a punk. He's probably a very nice kid. Um, sure. And you and I would trade places with a 16-year-old us would trade places with okay. him in a heartbeat. But, of course. That doesn't mean that he doesn't But thanks for making angry. us feel old. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you punk. <laughs> Uh, my bad this week has got to be the melee injury. Mm-hmm. I hope it's not going to be a long-term injury, but I don't know. I just like I don't want this to become a bigger thing than it needs to be. Yeah, because we finally are starting to score goals, and hopefully that yeah. keeps going forward. And like if we now drop our keeper, who's been playing out of his mind every week. Yeah, like I mean, we do have Pulse Camp and maybe Macintosh. That's the other part of it. That's I don't know who's going to be filling in for him because of this mm-hmm. weird stuff with Pulse Camp last week. But yeah. Um, and my I biggest mean, concern, is, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say our our backups are good, but like, Melia's just been playing so well this week mm-hmm. and or this year, so yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't want that to end up being a bigger deal than it needs to be. I agree, and I mean, my biggest concern is that he is becoming a trend in, with injuries. If this becomes a long term deal, that sparks a trend. Um, where he's had multiple seasons with lengthy injuries and a player of his age, that is concerning. Um, and like you've said, we've heard the story a million times. You know, older guy gets injured a couple times. Um, the young kid shows up, plays well enough to take the spot, and then the guy just never comes back. And granted, we thought that that was probably going to be the case this year. Um, but if he gets injured again, it it may still happen. So I don't know. It's a scary. It's a scary concern to think about. Hopefully it's just a muscle tweak or a, mm-hmm. you know, just a tight muscle, and he'll be out a week, and he'll be fine. But yeah, hopefully. I guess we'll see. Um, all right, hit me with your ugly. My ugly, um, 
happened in the uh, Colorado Philadelphia game, and that would be at the uh, the one hundred minute of the match, um, the brawl that broke out. Um, honestly, that stuff like that just makes me angry. I hate to see it. Um, the sport doesn't have room for crap like that. Um, I know players are angry, and I don't remember the name of the ki- the guy that started it, but. Uh, you don't need to be body slamming players and grabbing players by the neck to throw them down from other people. And there was only two red cards issued. And honestly, there could have been 17 more and probably should have been, there was a lot of stuff that was egregious. Um, so the fact that he came back from the VR booth and only gave out two red cards, um, I didn't love, but that brawl was just not good. It, it, you, you can't be doing that stuff. So that's my ugly. Fair enough. Um, Mine is basically along the same lines, um, except for not at all. Uh, mine is the fact that they have uh, that they now call it Team of the Match Day <laughs> instead of Team of the Week. It is annoying. Um, now that we finally had a player on it, I kept looking at it and kept typing it and everything, and I was like, this mm-hmm. is dumb. I hate yeah. that they're calling this Team of the Match. It's still a whole week, and do there's still not, games on multiple days. Do they not do one on uh, after the Wednesday games, too? Though there's not Wednesday games. I mean, there is yeah, now. There, are. there is. I don't think there was last week or the week before. Maybe we hold um, your anger until after tomorrow's games. Okay. Because if there's if there's games on Wednesday and then they do a team of the match day after that, then that makes more sense. I will say I will give them partial credit if they do that. The only the reason that it's only going to be partial is because right now team of the match day is the Saturday and Sunday game. So it's already yeah. two days. Now, granted, yeah. most Sundays only have one game. Um, so it, yeah. it's only one game on another day, but it's still not a match day. It's a whole week. I don't – it's so right. dumb. Plus, Team of the Week is just – it's been around for so long. Why are we – Yeah. But, but okay, I will give them partial credit. If they do one for Wednesday, like if Thursday they come out with a Wednesday Team of the Week, yeah. and then Saturday they come out with another one. Actually, there's way more games on Wednesday than I thought there was. I'm pretty sure the entire league plays. That doesn't make sense to me. That'll replace my ugly if they do that then. The fact that we have full league games on Wednesday and then full league games three days later. It's all about the money, baby. Yeah, it's true. Um, Well, speaking of our games coming up, let's preview this week. Our first game we've got tomorrow night. Yeah. In LAFC. Mm. Well, in LA against LAFC. Yeah. Um, I, wait, hold on. Let me back up real quick. Is that an away game? Yeah, it's a away game. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm looking. I always forget that they list them the other way around on ESPN, like the yeah home teams yeah. on the left. So yeah, um, right in LA. LA is six three and one, second in the West, twenty one points, lots of goals, big wins. Probably gonna yeah. pick our defense apart. I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you What are you thinking? I mean, listen, I'm I'm really upset because you I mean two wins in a row two exciting wins um and then la is gonna show up and like really harsh the vibe um but uh, i don't think we're at the point where we're beating lafc they're just such a different league um they're such a well-rounded solid team like you said their offense is gonna pick us apart um and their defense is gonna hold stout i don't think we're doing much against them i think we get a goal but i think it's gonna be like two one three one official predictions probably three one but uh, LAFC, but all right. Well, I um, 
agree with your w- agree with most of what you said. Um, I think it's going to be a rough game for us. It's unfortunate of the timing where it's coming because we've won back to back and finally yeah. feels like we're starting to go. Um, but I do think I do think we're going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with three two, and I think we're not going to be super upset about it. I think okay. it's going to be like okay, we got beat, we got beat by a good team, but we mm-hmm. actually looked good. Aside from, and I'm hoping maybe that their goals will be more they scored on us, not our defense fell apart and they scored. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think we can get two goals and maybe look like we're like, okay, next time we play you, you know, mm-hmm. we play you in two months, we might we might have some other words for you. Um, That's fair. Plus, historically, we do very well in that stadium. That um, is true. We, we historically true. have have been very good in that stadium, including mm-hmm. games where we were very much the underdogs. Yeah, uh, last year uh, being mm-hmm. the main one that I'm talking about, where I'm pretty sure we won that game. I'd have to go back and look it up. I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure yeah. we uh, won that game. Actually, oh, I can look it up right here. Um, we played them June 23rd. That was a home game. We lost. Yeah, that's right. We went and. Uh, uh, beat them. That was two years ago, four to one in LAFC. At LAFC, so I don't know, but historically we do pretty well uh, in LA yeah. in general, but especially where they play. So that's fair. I, I'm going three two LAFC. Okay, but fair enough. Moving on, Saturday we play the MLS March Cup champions, St. Louis City SC. Yeah, six one and four. Uh, which sounds better than it actually currently is. Third in the <laughs> West, 19 points. Um, they have lost three straight, so four of those three losses are in a row. <laughs> yeah. Um, they have not won since April 25th for sure. Um, they have one win in MLS on April 15th. Um, the April 25th game was their Open Cup game win, 5-1 mm. against Union Omaha. Mm. Um, and then on April 15th, they beat FC Cincinnati also five to one. Uh, discount or not talking about their U.S. Open Cup win. Mm-hmm. That victory on April fifteenth is their only win since March twenty fifth. Oof. Um, their defense is terrible. Their stud forward Klaus is out with injury. Uh, it's not been released yet. At least that I could find if he's going to play against Sporting. Gotcha. Um, but I imagine he probably won't. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? First uh, first rivalry game with St. Louis. What do you think? Yeah, I think first rivalry game, it'll be exciting. I think that stadium will be electric. Honestly, I'm all for it. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be a great match. Um, they've got us at uh, an interesting time slot. They've got us like on our own time slot at 8.30, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think they've done that before. I think all the Saturday games have always been dedicated 7.30 local time. So um, a little interesting, but I'm all for it. Um, I think it's going to be, well, I'm not all for it because that means I have to stay up even later on a Saturday night, which is always exhausting. But aside from the point, um, I think it's going to be an exciting match. Um, I think we will rebound very well from the Seattle game. Um, This is the kind of game that you need to continue building your confidence. Um, I think we beat um, St. Louis uh, 3-1. to I think it's the exact same score as the Seattle game, just flip-flopped. All right. Well, I also said three to one sporting. No. So, uh, yeah, I'm not changing it. We'll just both get points if uh, there you if we're right. There we go. 
I was just go. sitting here thinking about it. I'm like, there's no real reason why we have to have different. Yeah. That's what I think it's going to be. I think we're going to go in there. Fair. And I think we're going to. I think we're going to get it done. To be fair, it appears that we have a. Uh, um, uh, whose line is it anyway? Rules where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Exactly. So. Um, although this week I am typing down uh, our Look predictions, so hopefully I can, it'll be notes. easier to go back and see. So, <laughs> um, like I said, next week I will have those point totals for you guys. But love it. Anyway, we appreciate y'all hanging out with us. I know this is a little bit longer of an episode than you guys are used to, but we're talking about two games. It's harder to get two yeah. games into thirty minutes and still two games last week, two games this there. week. It's an exhausting schedule. Yeah, so we're Stupid. still we're still trying to keep them lower. We don't want this to be like a task to have to listen to us. So yeah, um, we're trying to keep them down. But when there's multiple games, we got to talk about both. So yeah, for sure. But anyway, next week two games. Uh, first game tomorrow night. Hopefully we come in with at least one win. Two mm-hmm. would be awesome. I'll take one in a draw. Yeah. Um, but frankly, look good against LAFC and yeah. beat St. Louis, I would take that as a win. At I 100% point, agree. At this point in our season, I'll take it as a win. Yep, yeah. If we can just look good against LAFC, I'm fine with a loss. Um, but four points out of this week would be just fine. All right, guys. Head us up on Twitter again, PTW underscore pod. Facebook, if you want to, Paint the Wall Podcast, and give us a rate wherever you listen to podcasts. That would really help us out. We would really appreciate it. Uh, but in the meantime, until next week, Logan, as always, it's a pleasure sitting here with you. Steve, you as well, sir. We'll see you guys next week. See ya. Peyton Glover, you're a punk.